Hello, dear listeners. This podcast has reached its final episode. I've started a new podcast titled Build Your English, which you can find at patreon.com slash buildyourenglish. There, you can access your weekly free episode and its transcript. I hope to see you there. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Study with Cambridge Exam Coach, a podcast in which I help you to learn collocations in English. The concept is simple. I study collocations every day for about 30 minutes, and twice a week I'll share with you some of the things I've learned. But before we start, let me tell you how you can get the most out of this podcast with help from this mini FAQ. The first question, how much time will it take you to listen to this podcast? Well, I think that every episode is between 15 to 20 minutes long, but to get the most benefit from this podcast, you should study and revise to make the collocations your own. So it might take you 60 minutes per episode. Who knows? Second question. How many collocations will you learn? Every episode contains at least 20 collocations that relate to particular topics, such as commuting, or meetings, or sport, or friendship. You can do the bare minimum, so you can learn the collocations mentioned in this episode. Or you can go the extra mile and add your own collocations in your notebook. As a general rule, the more you put in, the more you will get out. Ultimately, it's really up to you. Alright, and now the final question of this mini FAQ. Do you need any textbooks to follow along? Well, I use the English in Use series and also the Oxford Collocations Dictionary. And, surprise, surprise, Google. So if you want to follow along, I highly recommend that you get access to these resources. Also, you need a notebook in which you can write down the collocations that we study in this podcast, as well as any others that you come across elsewhere. All right then. Now that we've dealt with this mini FAQ, let's dive into today's topic. Strong, weak, and fixed collocations. Still no jingle. All right, first, let's answer the question. What is a strong collocation? A strong collocation is one in which the words are very closely associated with each other. For example, let's take the adjective mitigating. And that adjective almost always collocates with circumstances or factors. So mitigating circumstances or mitigating factors. It rarely collocates with any other word. So let me give you an example sentence then, okay? So although he was found guilty, the jury felt there were mitigating circumstances. So there were factors or circumstances that lessened the blame. Now, I don't want to get into all the legal stuff here, but let's imagine that somebody shoots someone self-defense, right? That could be a mitigating circumstance. 
Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, or not topic, examples, I mean. Examples of strong collocations. So we have, for example, the very formal expression inclement weather was expected. Inclement weather was expected. So not inclement weather, but inclement weather was expected. And inclement means unpleasant. And that word collocates almost exclusively with weather. Yeah, so inclement weather. Then we have the word auburn. So an example sentence, she has auburn hair. And auburn hair is hair of a reddish brown color. It's beautiful, by the way, in my opinion. But uh, let's move on. Auburn collocates only with words connected with hair. So we've got curls or tresses. Tresses are long locks of a woman's hair. And we've got the word lock, so auburn locks. Yeah? So that's also strong collocation. And my last example here, or the penultimate one, I should say. I felt deliriously happy. And that means that I felt extremely happy. And deliriously is strongly associated with happy. And it's not used with words like glad, content, or sad. Yeah, so we don't say, I was deliriously glad. No, we don't say that. All right, the last example that I wrote down in my notes. The chairperson adjourned the meeting. So that means that the chairperson uh, had a pause or rest during a meeting or trial. Yeah? Or I, by the way, this is not correct. I should say the chair meeting announced a pause or rest. Yeah? So adjourn is very strongly associated with meeting or the word trial. So an adjourned meeting or an adjourned trial. Yeah? Okay, then. Um, let's move on to the next question, then. We had strong collocations. Now we're going to talk about fixed collocations. And fixed collocations are collocations so strong that they cannot be changed in any way. For example, you can say, I was walking to and fro. And do you know what that means? It means that I was walking in one direction and then in the opposite direction. A repeated number of times. So I've heard that expression a couple of times when I was listening to the Sherlock Holmes adventures. Uh, and sometimes Sherlock Holmes is walking to and fro or pacing up and down. But anyway, let me stick to this example. I was walking to and fro. So no other words here can replace to or fro or and. So this is a completely fixed collocation. Now, the meaning of some fixed collocations cannot be guessed from the individual words. These collocations are called da -da -da -da, idioms. Yes, there they are again, idioms. And as I've already mentioned in the previous episode, I'm not going to talk about idioms in this podcast series about collocations. So this is it. Let's move on to the next question. We've talked about strong collocations. We've talked about fixed collocations. Now we're going to talk about weak collocations. 
So weak collocations are made up of words that collocate with a right range of so Christian, come on, pronunciation with a right range of other words. So for example, you can say you are in broad agreement with someone, and that means that you're generally in agreement with that person or with them. However, the word broad can also be used with a number of other words. Actually, a lot of words. For example, a broad avenue. Or a broad smile. That person has a broad smile. Or maybe that guy has broad shoulders. Or maybe your English teacher has a broad accent. That means a strong accent. We also have a broad hint which means a strong hint, and so on and so on. So these are weak collocations in the sense that broad collocates with a broad range of different nouns. Did you get that? So weak collocations in the sense that the word broad collocates with a broad range of different nouns. And we could say that strong collocations and weak collocations form a continuum with stronger ones at one end and weaker ones at the other end. And to be honest with you, I think that most collocations lie somewhere between the two. Uh, uh, For example, you have the formal adjective picturesque, yeah, picturesque, and it collocates with picturesque village or a picturesque location or town. And so, This particular word, picturesque, appears near the middle of the continuum. Yep, so I hope that example makes sense. Now, to sum it all up, strong collocations are where the link between the two words is quite fixed and restricted, and weak collocations are where a word can collocate with many other words. So one more example, the expression Turn on a light is a strong collocation. Why? Because most other synonyms will sound very strange and unnatural. So whether you say start a light or activate a light, nah, we don't say that, right? So turn on a light. Weak collocations are the reverse of strong collocations. And they include words that have many other options. So we have the expression very interesting. And that is commonly used. But the collocation is weak. We can also say extremely interesting, really interesting, and all the other acceptable substitutes. Yeah. So one particular tip that I want to give you here. If you use the Oxford Collocations Dictionary, you can, uh, for example, uh, search for the word interesting. And then you see a great deal of words that collocate with the word interesting, right? And also that could, uh, for in this example, uh, replace the word very. All right, then. Now, that was a lot of information. Uh, but as always, I want to give you a task because otherwise it gets pretty boring if I'm the only one who's doing the work here. So... Now I'm going to give you nine words and it is your task to think of as many collocations as you can for each word. And then after you did that, 
you can look in an online dictionary for other suitable words. Yeah, so the first word that I'm going to give you is extremely. Extremely. The second is an effort. An effort. The third is cancel. Cancel. The fourth is deliver. Deliver. The fifth is a living. So, do do do, a living. Number six, da, 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 a meeting. So, for example, a journey meeting, right? Number seven is feature. Da, 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 feature. And number eight is engage. So, what words collocate with engage? And the last one, number nine, is bright. Which words collocate with bright? Now, you can now do the work and pause the podcast. Or you can be lazy and just listen to some of the answers that I'm now going to give you. It's really up to you. Uh, but you can pause now. No, that was not English, Chris. <laughs> you can pause now. Or uh, you can just continue listening and then I'm going to give you the answers or some example answers right now. So here we go. We have extremely hot, extremely tired, extremely easy, and something can be extremely expensive, right? Then we have for an effort, to make an effort, yeah? Are you making an effort right now? <laughs> uh, does this podcast require a lot of effort from you? So require an effort and then to be an effort, yeah? Be an effort. That's another one. So it is an effort. For example, something is an effort, yeah? I hope that makes sense. Then we have to cancel a class. And that is something that my students do too much. <laughs> to cancel a meeting, to cancel a match, and to cancel an agreement. Yeah, I think all these collocations uh, speak for themselves. I'm not going to explain the meanings here. We've got number four, deliver. So we can, you can deliver a letter or you can deliver a warning. And some people deliver a baby. And nowadays, a lot of companies deliver goods, right? It's very popular to deliver goods. Number five. A living. So you can earn a living, to make a living, and to scrape a living. Yeah? Trying to make ends meet, to scrape a living. A meeting, number six. So you can be in a meeting, you can have a meeting, you can call a meeting, you can hold a meeting. Right? Did you find any others? If not, you can still look the online dictionary or the Oxford Collocations Dictionary. Type in meeting and there you'll find loads of collocations. Yeah. Then we have the word feature. So the main feature. What are the main features of the new iPhone, for example? And what are the new features? 
And does it have maybe any unique features? And what are the best features of the new iPhone? Yeah, so main features, new features, unique features, and best features. I think that um, I'm thinking about this right now. I think that I don't know. I don't know what the best feature is. Let's move on. Engage with. Yeah, engage with or engage the services of somebody. You can engage the services of somebody. Yeah. And the last one was bright. The word bright, bright light, bright sunshine. That's a bright idea. I think I have a bright future in front of me. Yeah, so bright light, bright sunshine, bright idea, and bright future. All right. Now, how useful do you think the collocations in this episode are for you personally? How useful? Choose which collocations are most important to you and make extra sentences with them. Okay, so that is your bonus task. task. If you want to go the extra mile, then choose which collocations are most important to you and make example sentences with them. Okay, then. That is it for this episode. Uh, you've probably noticed that I use uh, these first episodes about collocations. I use them to lay a strong foundation for your collocation learning. And I'm aware that I've been mainly talking about the concept of collocations, but I hope I made it interesting enough for you by giving you plenty of examples. Um, I made a couple of mistakes in this episode, but <laughs> I'm not going to edit anything out. Um, you will forgive me, I hope. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about grammatical categories of collocations. So, what are grammatical categories, Christian? Well, we have, for example, verb plus noun, noun plus verb, noun plus noun, adjective plus noun, and so on. Yeah? So, in the next episode, we're going to be talking about these categories. All right, then. I think there's nothing left for me to say, except that I hope that you take care of yourself and each other, of course, and be sure to tune in to the next episode. Okay? Cheers! Oh, and one more thing. You might have heard that I have a new podcast. It's called Build Your English. Every week, from Monday to Friday, I publish 10-minute lessons that teach English in a fun and effective way. I talk about all sorts of topics, from everyday subjects like food, travel, books, and language learning, to more serious ones like history, politics, culture, and even philosophy. The episodes are spoken at a speed you can understand and come with downloadable MP3 files and PDF transcripts. So by dedicating just 10 minutes a day to our lessons, you won't just see improvements in your English, you'll also enjoy the learning journey. I invite you to listen to an episode and see for yourself. patreon.com slash buildyourenglish
patreon.com slash build your English.